Hello and welcome to season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. Where this time, the herd is heard. I'm John Ellis. Joining me as always, our networking aficionado, Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. How are you? Good, thank you. You know, we mentioned this before. If the first season was was theory, if you like, this time it's more of a practical. And all our guests are at varying stages of their own networking journeys. We've met a bunch of them already in this season, including Mark Hay from Henderson Loggy last time. And in just a moment, Stephen Smith from AppSure IT joins that list. Before we do that, and I know you're wise to this now, but uh, let me ask, can you remember where your networking path first crossed with Stephen's? Yes, I absolutely can. This one is a bit easier um, because it's relatively recently and it was before Stephen's networking journey started they got in touch with ourselves. So yeah, it was a pre-networking encounter, which is just how I like it. <laughs> and I, I know you're going to be impressed by this move, Andrew. Having been made aware he was going to be a guest in this show, I've never met Stephen, but he reached out and connected via LinkedIn during the week just to say hi and that he was looking forward to it. Does that shoot him to the top of the class at ABN Academy for displaying excellent proactive networking skills? Yes, very much so. I believe that he, he meant hi, I'm not sure how he meant he was looking forward to, but that was so the right thing to say. Let's get into this week's show that already boosted by that news. Welcome, Stephen. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, John. And hi, Andrew. Now, before we get on to your, your networking backstory, tell us about AppSure IT. I set up AppSure IT to help uh, businesses grow and make the most from, from their IT applications um, while allowing them to focus on the day-to-day demands of running their business. Um, I think there's a lot of challenges and opportunities coming with IT, um, but making sure that actual business owners can understand that, embrace that, and you know make a positive change on, on their business. So really all around IT applications and, and trying to remove manual processes and spreadsheets from, from the, the process as much as possible. And also if they have out-of-date applications, you know, things that they maybe haven't touched for a number of years, there's a huge fear in, in, in tackling that and knowing where to look for that. So that's where I help people um, kind of get going with that. Yeah, there's a huge fear of me just hearing things like manual processes, spreadsheets. I, I start I start to glaze over. I just haven't, haven't the faintest idea. Uh, so I'm glad that people are like you are in the world. When you, when you did start networking, uh, was it representing AppSure or was it before that? Yeah, no, it was after, you know, setting my company up and, and working out how to do that. And then that, that conversation with Andrew, um, you know, last December, I think it was, and, yeah, so no, no experience of it before. So it was really daunting starting that company up with, without any understanding of how to do networking. Stephen, you've kind of been making up for it since then. You've, you've thrown yourself into, into networking. If you think back just a few months ago, you know, the start of that journey, you mentioned daunting there. Was it was it very nerve-wracking? How did you feel at the outset? I think because, you know, obviously uh, we had a really good conversation about what package you offer was right for me and why you felt that. And I think that, because I got in one of the 10 groups, it's that, you know, supporting, mentoring nature of the groups, it, that fear went away, um, you know, within five minutes of sitting in that group. So my introduction to networking wasn't standing in front of a million strangers trying to talk about what you do. It was a, there's a nice warm group of people who want you to succeed. So maybe that was the easier way, you know, to, to do that. And it really benefited from that. And, you know, we still obviously get nervous at different things, but that first one, you know, five minutes and it was gone and then we're off and running, really. I'm just going to bring in Andrew again here at this point um, because, Andrew, one of the things that we've we've just sort of touched on is the TENS groups. And I would have to admit that I genuinely don't really have any knowledge of them at all. So explain to me what they are and what they do exactly. Yeah, no problem. We, we have six different services at ABN, one of which 
we call them the, the 10 groups because we're very, very imaginative in the, in the, <laughs> the groups. There's groups of 10 people. But what they are, they're sales intel groups, you know, so they're not networking events, they're not networking meetings. It's 10 people getting together, sharing information. And that is, it could be market intel, what's going on with them, how we can, you know, how we can help, what's, you know, what's new to the area. Um, just business, business news, business intel could all benefit from. Of course, there's a networking element as well, because we're developing relationships as we go. Um, but the sales intel groups first, and then networking second. So when you're talking about these groups and, and the intel, are, are you talking about sort of complementary businesses, or are they all very, very different? Yeah, it's, it's a mixture of the two. You know, some will be, um, there'll be links where intel one hears, you know, could be a benefit to other because there is some sort of business link there. In all the groups, though, the strength that comes from the variety. Um, so the more variety there is, wider the reach then you know of the of the intel of the meetings the individuals have and therefore the more powerful the group is as a whole going back to you Stephen, uh, um you're the md at Absure it I, i've asked people this before given this company's your thing your baby does that play into the, the responsibility that you attach to networking you're not just out there as an employee does it carry more of a weight of responsibility for your networking when you feel personally invested I guess I can't answer that truly because I'm not working on it for someone else. But, you know, I do feel that, that when I go networking and I guess anything that I do, it's it's me and the company. We are together. I think I would struggle to separate that and say that's just business or this is what I think. And I think when you are networking, there's lots of pitfalls and lots of challenges. But I sit there with my, my MD hat on going, this is my company that people are going to speak about. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it does definitely bring that focus rather than getting caught up in, conversations that maybe you you know maybe as a personal level we're happy to do but as a company you probably don't want to have some of those conversations there are a, a lot of it companies out there and i know you uh, as an expert and in an industry insider would sort of ordinarily at this point probably start winding up your pitch about what makes you different um but I've, I've already had you know a little look at your website and i know that you don't sell products as such you try and develop a relationship with your client and understand their unique needs as a business which means there's an even bigger reason to network successfully because you're, you're you're trading on a very personal level so given that high number of opposition out there is there anything that you look to actively do to make yourself uh, more memorable in a networking environment easier to recall for the people that you've met i think and hopefully andrew will back me up on that it's about being consistent because you know it's all very well talking about what you do and giving that one minute pitch or if you're lucky a five minute pitch but you know i make sure that i'm there the following week and i make sure that i'm there the following week as well that and those are those breakout rooms and building that relationship with people. People are not going to buy from AppShow. People are going to buy from me because they like what I say and, and trust me. And I think it is, you know, IT is a, a world of, of really lots of different things going on there. And I'm a little part of it, if you like. Um, but I think I'm unique. And I think if I can explain to people why I'm unique, um, and that won't happen in a one-minute pitch. And, it, you know, it won't happen the first one-to-one -one we have with them, probably. Um, it will happen because we have those regular conversations with people. And now that you've had a few months of networking in, in different forums, do you know yet what your, your preferred networking event format is? Is it the more highly structured ones? Is it, you know, as they're starting to come back, you know, the more likely structure, the chance to, to work the room? Is it online? Is it offline? Do you have preferences so far? Still really not done that many face-to-face uh, -face, uh, ones, but 
I think there's an intensity there which is new to me as well, you know, having been hiding behind the Zoom screen for, for eight, nine months. <laughs> um, the, the intensity of, you know, the M4 group, for example, that was really high intense and, and quite tiring, uh, but really enjoyable. But I think that the one-to-ones that you have, regardless whether they're online or in person, the in-person one-to-ones following up with people, that that's, you know, I, I remember my first one of them it was supposed to be a half hour catch up and it was an hour and a half and it was just this whole process of relationships that that I would never have got behind a zoom screen so uh, I think you know one-to-one relationships is key to do face-to-face but you know likewise I've had lots of success without that as well so it's it's a balance I think but definitely prefer that informal chat of just getting to know people yeah I think it's a hugely important point there that the networking event is only one part. And Stephen said earlier, oh, it could be you know, a five-minute chat, it could be a one-minute chat. If we're looking to develop relationships from nothing, the relationship that will hopefully benefit both parties for years or decades to come, it doesn't all have to happen at the event. The event is a, can be a very important part, but it's just one, just one small, spot, more, uh, small part of it. Over the last few months, Stephen, how have you benefited from your networking efforts? I was kind of aware that question was going to come up, and I think... I was trying to think, I've probably got about, you know, 80 to 90% of my business has come through networking. So um, despite all the, you know, the startup activities that I thought was going to create a LinkedIn post and a website and things would come my way, that never happens. We know that, but, you know, the amount of work that goes into that versus, you know, getting yourself out in front of people and, and building a relationship, it's, you know, most of what I do comes from that networking, or most of the business I get comes from networking. And, and also, I think as a person, as a business owner, my my confidence has changed because of that as well, being able to have conversations with people that I would never have spoken to before or never been in a position to speak to people and, and just putting yourself out there. And I think that's part of what networking is, is just making yourself present in different situations. And have your networking skills improved over these last nine months? And is it something you consciously work at? And it could be reviewing after an event or preparing for the next event? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, that certainly like the Zoom calls and you obviously do prep work for it in terms of what am I going to say and what am I looking to get out of it. But you you know when the meeting hasn't gone well. I'm not saying you come out there and it's just a terrible thing, but you have to, you know certain things of I had that messaging didn't come across properly or, um, you know, certainly early on um, when what I was doing, being an IT person, being too technical, being too corporate IT world, all those things had to take a, a while to flush those through to the point where, you know, that messaging, I'm not saying it's simpler, it's just different. You know, I talk about spreadsheets, I talk about different things rather than, you know, what's your corporate IT strategy for this and this, you know, I, I think that messaging has changed. And I think even though I feel I'm better, I think still looking at that every day, you know, today I did that again, a little Monday morning task of just a couple of meetings to do. What, what did I say last week that didn't really hit home with enough people? This one is to do with, with tackling perceptions. Um, uh, and I, I say um, again, tackling perceptions, because it's one that we put to Mark, uh, last time as an accountant. Now, his is a profession which people associate with uh, with stuffiness, very serious shirt and tie profession. I would imagine the stereotypical stumbling blocks that you come up against will be that you're nerdy or that the IT guys only ever communicate via email, um, that you'll never get an actual conversation out of them. Is it something that you have to tackle in your networking in person or online? And if so, do you have any examples that you'd offer up of how you do that? 
I've not heard that through networking. I've had a lot of people tell me that in the past, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that the challenges that I have in terms of that perception is in terms of what you do. And I think, you know, we touched upon it earlier, like what I do is, I think is quite different from people, but um, that's a really hard message to tell people, um, you know, in a one minute pitch. And I think um, IT people are are tagged with, here's my laptop. And what about, well, so you don't do laptops. So what about cybersecurity? And I'm like, I don't do that either. So there's, there's a different market. Everyone's a specialist. And it's like, you know, digital marketing is an example. There's so many different work streams within digital marketing. To be good at any one of those, you have to pick one and, and go for it. Um, or I believe that you need to do that. And I think IT is kind of the same, but we, we do get tagged with your IT. So can you fix my laptop? Or And actually that's just trying to get that into networking. It's, you know, again, it comes to that follow-up. If someone asks me at a, a networking event, can you help me with my PC? I'll very politely try, um, but probably I'll fail. And then, you know, pass them on to someone who can. And you know, I think that's the best you can hope to do with people is just try and connect people with with other people that do those things yeah because at the end of the day it's problem solving whatever it is isn't it it's, it's easing out a sort of pressure point um this isn't necessarily a networking related question as such it's more one connected to the pandemic and as you, you said about your business it's it's not that old you probably haven't really known what it's like to have your business in normal times it, it started in the pandemic um, how do you think it's going to be coming out of uh, the pandemic for, for Apps Your IT? Are you going to adapt to to the real world more differently, do you think? Yeah, I feel like, you know, the last couple of months, I'm sure everyone's feeling that, that we are starting to return to a different normal. Uh, it's ironic that because of, you know, the length of time I've been doing networking and the fact that people are now ready to start having those conversations with me that actually I can help them. Um, I feel that coming out is going to be great. Um, I definitely don't want to go back anyway. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's definitely evolving out, out of networking and coming out of, you know, coming out of the pandemic. I think it's definitely becoming a positive thing on um, my business and, and how people are, 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 you know, happy to do business with and, and happy to invest in things that they weren't before. You know, they just weren't, you know, weren't ready for that before. You're making that... I've been making that start recently in terms of the in-person network events. What have been the biggest differences that you've found from doing it in person now um, compared to when you've been doing it as a yeah as a Zoom meeting where there's still 20, 30 people, but it's done on a screen? I think it's it's um yeah, it's a different skill set for sure. Now I haven't yet <laughs> haven't yet got really comfortable with it. I think um really happy to hide behind a zoom screen and uh, read off my notes and take notes and multitask and do the, all the good things there but um, I'm, I am naturally an introvert so standing in front of a room of people is more challenging and I think that's going to take me a longer time to get over and, and do it well um, I don't expect to solve that in the, the same amount of time I got comfortable with you know zoom networking but you know, everything we do in as, as business owners is challenging and you have to get just get after it and you know that's what I'm doing so you know say I've done a few uh, as it is and I'm going to continue to do more and, and just keep pushing myself good for you this is really encouraging and I connect to that in a level of someone who normally sits in a soundproof room entirely in his own speaking to himself so I, I completely understand what you're saying when you are networking though um as you move forward you have targets attached to your spend or goals that you set for yourself and, and how do you prepare for events is there, is there anything special that you've been doing so far in terms of preparation 
It always, if I do get a delegate list beforehand, and you know, hopefully Andrew will nod and, and approve of that. If not all events do that, you know, as well, we have to accept that as well. But if I get a delegate list, I'll definitely look that up and, and add that to my notes and highlight people that I like to speak to or haven't spoken to. That's always something I do. I created some targets and budgets at the start of the year, um, and in my naivety, I totally undersold that. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm smashing in terms of engaging with people and how that's coming through. I'm really over extend that which is great because I thought I'd only speak to a couple of people and only do a couple of things so um, realistically those targets were, were not set uh, with the real world in mind so I do but I, I think that's something that you know I should have reviewed a couple of months ago um, but certainly going forward next year have more realistic goals on this spend at this networking event needs to start bringing this business home and I'm tracking it so I know what, what actually I'll be able to set those better KPIs next year but so it was difficult in that first thing that you do to work out, well, what's a realistic target for something and how much should I be spending and how much should I be looking to get back from that? So hopefully next year that'll be a little bit more accountable to, to myself on that. You're not too far away from this, but there'll be networking newbies here that are seeing the return of, of in-person events. And they were looking, you know, looking at events coming up soon that they've signed up for or somebody else has signed them up for. What's the one bit of advice that you would give them? It is always the same, I would say, for any networking event, but even more so in person, is don't try and sell anything. You know, you're not... I've seen it online and it's really easy to, to switch off from those people straight away, but in person, in a room, you stand out. Like, I've seen one person doing it and they stand out so badly in that room and everyone sees it. So, yeah, don't, don't sell the room. Just think about what you are trying to achieve Um and be yourself. The kid that used to get sent outside class in me is wanting to say, who was it? What was their name, Stephen? But, you know, I won't. Um, <laughs> I'll give you an option on this one, Stephen, because your answer might come from personal experience. If it does and you're happy enough to share it, that's great, but you don't have to. It's sort of um, the polar opposite of Andrew's previous question. If Andrew was looking for that bit of advice that you give someone um, for networking, I'm kind of looking for that one that you'd absolutely stress to somebody to avoid doing at a networking event? I mean, under no circumstances, do this. What would that be? I've done networking events where people, you know, part of the breakout rooms, for example, is talking about the do's and the don'ts of networking. And always that's what comes up. Don't sell the room, don't sell the room. It's in your instinct to go in and say, oh, okay, I'm here to, to get business. But I think that's that's not how you do it. Um, yeah. I think Stephen has demonstrated the other used to about 80 to 90% of his business, you know, has come from, from networking, conversations and relationships. Yet he's stressing to us not to go in the room and sell. Yet he's demonstrating how many sales he's made. I don't have any better example of that, John. You know, that's oh, absolutely. Making sales in the room. It's about relationships. And if you do that, it's, it's, it's the sell less, the sell more that we talked about in the, you know, in the last season. It absolutely worked. And it's a little bit, I guess, as well, Andrew, it's a bit like, um, you know, juggling or, or cycling a bike. If you can't do it and you see someone else going past doing just that, you think, oh my God, how do they do it? It's only, you know, that the penny drops or, the, you know, there's a moment where it suddenly just clicks and you and you get it and you realise it from the other side. Oh, wow, that's how it was supposed to work. Right, brilliant. Uh, it's it's only once you've done it that you think, right, okay, now I know how to go and repeat that, yeah? Yes, that's it. You need to get, yeah. You know, evidence needs to happen more than once. You know, then you then you see it, and then you know, continue till you approach that way. 
Stephen, my final question is, how do you feel you can improve your own networking skills onwards from, uh, from this point? Bear in mind, there are more face-to-face events coming up. What are you going to do to keep improving? Yeah, it's definitely going to be at those face-to-face events. That's definitely where I need to focus my attention, I think. And uh, um, I was at an event last two weeks ago, and I witnessed some some really confident people going up and just it wasn't even at, it wasn't even at the formal let's call, talk about things it was just that that natural place where people go and speak to each other after the tour or after whatever it was and I think being able to do that with with the real confidence and, and comfort that's something I need to work at even at the moment now doing that it, it feels really forced and it's really difficult for me to do so I think being able to just be comfortable in a room full of strangers and just gravitate towards people and you know, that natural conversations that you show us all the time how to do just that you know just speaking to people and um, that's something that is still going to be a challenge for me so I'm going to make sure I get after that more often for what it's worth uh, just before we finish here Andrew I, I actually genuinely believe Stephen is a million miles further on in terms of networking from where he thinks he is yes yes he is I wasn't I didn't really want to say sort of a really sort of bold yes because then <laughs> they might come in, you know, getting after it is good. But yes, yeah, he's, yeah, well done. But we can always still improve. I mean, these confidence, you know, experienced networkers that Stephen is, is talking about, that he sees is getting into an easy, you know, natural conversation after after an event, you know, they can still improve as well. You know, if you must know they can still improve too. So we can always get better. But Stephen is absolutely on the right lines, yeah. Yeah, but it's just going back to that idea of, um, you know, where Stephen looks at those people. We've met those people in this season, and we can say categorically from having spoken to some of them that they were in exactly the same position Stephen was, and some of them yes. have been further back from where Stephen is now. Uh, and that's that's the whole thing. Everybody's on that same journey, just at differing, differing stages. And that is episode eight in season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The herd is herd. Our aim is to help you on your networking journey through showcasing the journeys of others, perhaps similar to your own. We'll highlight people at various stages on that networking process and every single one of them has value to share with you. Next time, we'll meet Lee Reed of ETPM. In the meantime, if you want to catch up with any of our podcasts so far from season one or season two, make sure you follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out there everywhere. And please feel free to rate and review our podcast as well. If you'd like some uh, more news about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen in Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences, and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time, and thanks for listening.